welcome to our two comic cast where superheroes exist in comic book talk. <laughs> and comic book talk is the norm. It's your host, Mo Crosby. This is a very interesting podcast. This is the most interesting podcast I think I'm ever going to do. But this is um, another episode of Earth 2 Presents This Week in Comics. And if you have been following This Week in Comics, especially for the month of February, you know we've been um, interviewing African-American comic book creators. That is a mouthful. I never understood how much that was. Anyways, um, we've had a couple guests this month. We've had uh, Ruben, um, uh, Robert Roach, Alan Clark, Marcus Newsom, and now I present to you guys in Earth 2, Raymond Sanders. Um, Raymond Sanders is a comic book creator who also created his own line of comics, who's also worked with Ruben. So I am interested to present to you Ruben, uh, Ruben, Raymond, and... You know what? I'm sorry. Raymond, can you just go ahead and tell the people who you are and what you've done and cuss me off for calling, almost calling you Ruben, if you want to. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm Raymond Sanders. I'm the creator of uh, Fantasy Art Comics and the character Fierce. Um, I've been doing this since 2008, and I met Ruben uh, about six years ago at a convention in Atlanta called the Onyx Con. Yes. Um, he had an idea for his Swag Patrol team, and I liked it, and we kind of joined forces and just started creating books together. And, um, you know, right now we still help each other out. Like, he'll hook us up with a colorist. We'll find artists for him. And anytime we see talent out there, like, we're texting each other and emailing each other about it. That's awesome. Um, and so about your uh, about your comic book Fierce and about the character, you want to go ahead and give us like a brief rundown on who he is and you know what the book is about. Yes, Fierce is the story of two characters. It starts with um, Crimson Stalker. He's been fighting crime for over twenty five years. He has no superpowers, but now his body is starting to break down um, from just all the years of crime fighting. All the injuries are starting to add up. Um, his wife is nagging him, telling him, you know, like, you need to retire because you're getting too old to be doing this. Like, every time he comes home, he's been stabbed or shot or something. Um, he meets this 15-year-old kid that's full of superpowers and abilities. But his only interest at the time being is, like, basketball and girls right now. Well, um, <laughs> he is 15. In the first issue, this um, genetic mutant shows up that kind of brings the two characters together. And um, Pierce, um, Aaron, actually has to use his powers for the first time to protect um, some of his classmates. So um, that's how the first issue kind of goes. And um, eventually the Crimson Stalker becomes his mentor and starts to train him to be his eventual replacement. Nice. So this is about but a... He's only... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, you... Oh, no, that's okay. But... I was just saying, Aaron is only a 15-year-old kid, so his attention span is you know, not that great. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, teenagers. So it's about yeah. a teenager. <laughs> who's, at, who's, who's being trained right now to replace an older superhero, right? Or yeah. not a superhero, just a hero. But, well, a superhero, right? We call them all superheroes, yeah. regardless of powers or not. Yeah, so he's more of a Batman type of character, except ah. he's not rich. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I appreciate the comic. It sounds interesting. It really does, actually. And I'm, like, interested in, like, looking at it and reading it. Ooh, um, so for those of you that don't know, Raymond sent us, uh, sent me a bunch of, like, um, pages and uh, artwork and, print, you know, colors. So I will post that on the on the podcast if you're going to be watching it on YouTube or if you're going to be listening to it um, on the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. I'm going to make sure I have some sort of artwork on, you know, so you can actually see it. Oh, it's all, oh, all going to be posted on the website. So don't worry about that. I'm gonna have you. To, I'm gonna have you guys look at everything Raymond has sent me, and they are awesome looking. Everything he sent me was really awesome. I'm. I feel bad Thank because you. I really haven't shared it with anyone else, so I'm kind of selfish right now because it's like <laughs> really great. <laughs> it's really great, and I'm sorry. Um, well, Raymond, since you're new to this, um, this week in comics is an is a, is a podcast that we do, you know, to talk about the comic books that we've read, highlight some comic books. You know, you just, you know, shoot, you know, shoot the shit a little bit on just stuff that, you know, was going on in comics during the week. But this is a special episode and, you know, we wanted to have you on and so you can talk about your comics. But as you know, we still have to kind of do a little bit of this week in comics. And I'm going to assume that as a comic book creator yourself, you do you read comics? Do you engage in uh, do you look at some of the comic books that are out there? Oh, oh yeah. Um not as often as I used to. Um, you know, growing up, I used to, it was a weekly thing. You know, oh, okay. every Friday or Saturday, I All bought right. comics, and I have a huge collection of them still today. But once I finally started doing my own books, um, I moved more to the independent title. Nice, like, nice. You know, I mean, I still read Spider-Man, Black Panther, Thor from time to time, but skin the work that it takes to make the books mm-hmm. more interested in other indie titles out there because now i know what it takes to get a book so i appreciate those more now okay is there any book out there you want to you know go ahead and recommend any indie something that you think we're not reading or something that you think we're reading that we need to look at more um as far as indie books um I just name a few. I can't name all of them. Oh, that's fine. That I've been reading. But, <laughs> but you know, I would recommend Urge by um, Roosevelt Pitts. Nice. Um, that's a good book. Um, and they just, I think they've done a crossover they just released called Blackout. And it's the one issue so far that I've read that. But some of the lesser known indie titles like, um, has a book named Amen. Um, he's, he does a um, imprint called the Independent Authority. Okay. And um, you know, a lot of these people you can find on Facebook. Um, Kevin Chapman does Afro Avenger. Like that's an awesome book. Um, it's funny. I met him in person one time, and he does all his artwork on his phone on his cell phone. Wow. I was just amazed at that. So when he told me that, I was like. I've got to read this, but um, you know, Stealth by William Satterwhite. Um, um, trying to name a few more real quick. Ray Thunder is a web comic by Sean Neighbors. Um, James Mason here in Georgia, he does um, Urban Shoguns, and Robert Jeffrey does Route Three. So that's just a few, but I mean, there's so many out that I can go. Oh, that's on awesome. On. 
That's awesome. Hey, uh, Raymond, if you want to go ahead and send us a list, you know, so I can post it for the yeah. listeners. Oh, it's not for me. It's for the listeners. I promise. If you just want to go ahead and send us a list so I can post it in the description for the listeners, even though okay. I, even though I think I might be going into some of those books because they sound interesting. So I'm not, you know, so everyone oh, yeah. is going to be able to look at those. Um, okay. Yeah. So Ziggy uh, or Brianna, uh, whoever wants to go first, This Week in Comics, what have you guys uh, been reading? What do you want to recommend? I can do it. Right. Uh, so, all right. Well, let's go through my list. It's almost like I feel like I've done this before. Um, <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> All right. The first thing I would talk about is Super Sound number 12. Uh, so, basically, uh, you probably heard me and Mo talk about this one. Continuing on that, it's still doing really well. I still enjoy it. Um, for just a quick idea of what people catch people up with, it's about, it's about Damian Wayne and uh, Jonathan Kent, uh, the sons of. Batman and Superman, and they are a super team together. Um, and it's really a comic that I really enjoy because it's a superhero story, but also at the same time, it's another one of the stories that you can really relate. Because it's about basically two kids who are coming from different backgrounds, but their friendship, uh, kind of getting to know each other, allows them to like kind of see what's different and what's the same about them. Um, and this newest issue is just as uh, quick as Paulio Agul comes back to basically try to get help, get Damien to help her with something. Um, I just like it. It's a, a super story, but if you, uh, for like me growing up, my parents are divorced. Uh, so it's also something interesting is when you have like meeting, like when you have friends who are, uh, who have parents who are separate, or if you are a kid who has parents separate, they're always the experience of your friends meeting like that other parent that's not around. If you're seriously stay predominantly for one of them. It's always a kind of unique experience because you guys have how your your they see your parent, how you see your parent, and how your parent sees you, and how your friend sees you creates all weird and interesting dynamics. So it's cool to see it explored through a superhero story. Um, so that's uh, the first one. Uh, the other one is Dark Strange Damnation. Uh, Donny Cates' rise continues of this year and last year continues to be good. Uh, he's been writing <laughs> for Marvel well out there, like kind of like to big supernatural magical stories, and they continue. He's gonna, do really well with this one. Uh, basically, he's been writing Doctor Strange for the last few issues, um, and Doctor Strange lost his uh, basically lost the title of uh, Sorcerer Supreme, and now he's back. And his first big act as being Sorcerer Supreme is he's trying to make things right, doing what a superhero it is. And if you were reading from the Secret Empire storyline, uh, Las Vegas basically got completely destroyed, um, um, and basically from that is a lot of people's lives were lost, and the whole city was lost, and Doctor Strange trying to like use to, trying to do something good for be simple again brings back all Las Vegas. Now here's the problem though is bringing back that mean that big like a whole city and all and people who are lost in it that's a, a cost uh, a cost that even he doesn't know and basically it is now hell on earth. Mephisto uh, has uh, basically um, has now has a hold on Las, at Las Vegas and basically Doctor Strange. Whether he likes or not, is going to have to get some help from all the uh, mystical heroes who have dealt with Mephisto. And it's uh, so now he's made a bet for his soul, uh, for all of the uh, the souls of uh, all the people that are uh, basically in jeopardy. Basically, which could lead to the whole world. So I like where he's going. Donny Cates continues to do well with the uh, making magic fun and interesting, and kind of adding to the lore of it. So I'm that one. 
another one continuing on reinventing new things is even though, like Dugan has impressed me. I haven't been the biggest fan, but he's impressed me with the Infinity Countdown Prime. Um, I'm usually wary with like comic books coming out, especially when there's clearly connected to well, obviously Infinity War is coming. So I usually am wary of that kind of stuff. I was trying to cash grab, but I like where he's going with this one. Uh, he's kind of with the Marvel kind of like still in its like year or two now that um, the Marvel Universe is being reborn. Um, the Infinity Stones are back and they're different and how they are different, how this is a race for uh, trying to gather them and who's all the players in this game. Uh, you have familiar faces, you have new faces. It's all interesting and cool and I like, I'm like. i excited to see where he's going with this. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I don't want to spoil it to me. Just if, if you like, if you want to see something if you're new to Infinity stuff, I'd recommend it. If you're a person who read the old Infinity War and have been reading for years, I'd also recommend it. Uh, last one is uh, for Star Wars fans. Um, are probably excited, especially if you're an older fan who's been reading, like keeping up with the expanded universe. Uh, Star Wars Thrawn. Uh, for I haven't read the like the novels, but for a lot of fans, Thrawn for the who've been reading Star Wars novels, uh, the Thrawn books, um, many because they're Thrawn storyline as the like the best storyline in the novel, um, kind of like the expanded universe, and like the best villain that that's come out of it, and with Disney taking over, a lot of that got kind of thrown out. So, but Disney made the decision to bring Thrawn back in a different way. But it, um, and so people were curious and scared to see how they're going to do it and how it was. But for me, at least just going off what I read, uh, I read the first issue Thrawn. It was really good. I thought it was well written. I think the character's super interesting. Um, how he how he looks at the world, how he's so driven and focused, and how his goals are just th- like things that he uh, like. It's not about can you or can you not do it's when he does it and how fast he does it um so it's kind of you can see a um a character of that kind of focus and discipline you would see as a hero but having him under the guided empire is going to be really interesting to see how he becomes a villain so those are my picks of the week uh highly recommend all of them uh give a flip through them get a chance uh yeah that's what i picked interesting i really want to get into throwing because I've been watching Rebels and Thrawn has been, uh, especially in season three and four, Thrawn has been one of the best characters on Rebels. So I actually mm-hmm. want to get into his comic book real quick to see where, you know, because I didn't read those novels. I just want to see, you know, what, you know, how they, how they handle him from his beginning to the point he is in, in, in Rebels. So I think that should be really interesting to get to read. Uh, Brianna, do you have anything for us? I do not. I have not been reading too many comics recently. Aww. My bad. Talk about Legend of Wonder Woman. We talked about it. <laughs> Daddy, talk- That's true. Legend of Wonder Woman is my favorite Wonder Woman story. Nice. It's the best. That's nice. all I got on it. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's fine. Um, good recommendation. That's a, yeah, that's a good recommendation. So anyone who wants to read or wants to get into Wonder Woman, Legend of Wonder Woman, Brianna just gave you that. Um, I have for you guys. What, what I've been looking at... This I was just going to say... Go ahead. One thing. One <laughs> last thing I want to say, because she doesn't want to say it. If you are new to Wonder Woman, it is a great place to start off. Highly recommend it. They get canceled, though, so be prepared for that. But right. read it. Put your Wonder Woman. <laughs> there you go. That's a recommendation. Just bring right. it to do it. Great, great, great. There we go. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I haven't read a lot this week. I, haven't, I didn't read a lot this week, but I did read... Everything I read was kind of almost indie. So I read uh, Invisible... The end of all things number 12 and i am very sad because it's over the storyline is done you really tell them i'm a fan i haven't read end of all things yet 
waiting for the graphic novels. But. Oh, you know what? I am just gonna tell you this: since you haven't read it, just get just get ready for end of. You haven't read end of all things at all, right? All twelve issues. Yeah, just I get the last four. You said the last four. <laughs> well, the last um, graphic novel I read of Invincible was the um, reboot story. Oh man, you're so fu- you know what? I'm just gonna stop right now and tell you, Invincible, Invincible is awesome. So whenever you get a chance to get into it, you will probably call you know call back on the show and be like, you know what? Can I can can we talk about Invincible? Because it's that Robert Kirkman has been doing you know did his thing, especially on the last one. I'm very sad, but I'm also kind of hopeful because the way it ended, it ended you know with the possibility of like maybe three or four spinoffs. So. Who knows? You know, who knows where they're going to take those, you know, some of the characters. And and it's very interesting. I can't wait till you read it. And I'll, I'll probably check in with you every once in a while to see, you know, to see where you are with that. Um, So I did that. I read Invincible. I read Paper Girls because I love Paper Girls. Like those four little girls are the most fun things to, you know, they're the most fun thing to read right now. Um, I am finally, you know, caught up and I am just here to tell you that if you haven't read Paper Girls or if you are thinking about reading Paper Girls, stop thinking about it. Just get into it. You're going to enjoy these characters. You're going to enjoy this, the adventure they go on. And it's it's very interesting because right now I'm at the Y2K happening because they're in the year 2000. And it's so interesting to see, you know, it's, it's like they're from like the 60s. And it's so interesting to see, you know, 1960s. Huh? 80s? Well, the one I read, they were from the 80s. Maybe they're different. Sorry, my bad. No, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. I think they're from the 80s. <laughs> I think they're from the 80s. But it's so interesting to see what um, what people in the 80s would have thought, you know, what the year 2000 looked like. So it's just interesting to see. I think that's that's how they're going, but it's just interesting to see, like, how far everyone back then thought you know it was going to be like in the year 2000 it's it's so cool so i think everyone should read that and i i read um marcus newsom's lightning strike um issue one yes it is good it is good i am recommending that to everyone i also have a signed copy for a lucky fan uh for a lucky fan for a lucky listener so I mean, I can't wait, you know, for everyone to get into it. And I'm going to do a review for the book because I really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to do a review for every of the books that we, um, every of the authors that we've, all creators that we've um, had on the show. So Showcase? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling with English today. Anyways, <laughs> um, so, Robert, we're about to get, uh, we're about to get into the interview part of the show. Amen. And I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. These yes, questions man. are tough. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so I have the first question, but um, when did you first decide that you wanted to create your own comics as a career? Um, around five years old, I was drawing a bunch of Spider-Man pictures and stuff like that. And I got to the point where I said, you know what, it would be cool if I did a few characters that looked like me. So... Um, my first character was a character named Wallcrawler. He was basically a black Spider-Man. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and his sidekick name was Cheetah. So he wore a Cheetah suit and could run real fast. So those was two of my first characters. And, you know, 
just over the years, I just kept expanding on those and just kept creating other characters. And I mean, I still have books I drew when I was like in fourth grade. Like, I just won't throw them away. No. So. <laughs> no. It's so young. That's awesome. You had a dream early. And you got it. I wish I could draw when I was four years old. I'm not down so. <laughs> All right. I have the next question. I have the next question. Um, who has who has uh, who has been the biggest influence on you outside the comic industry, and how did they affect your life? Um, I would have to first say my my parents. Um, they always supported me wanting to do this. They never looked down on me wanting to draw comic books, and and then they always tried to help me out and point me in the right direction. Um, also, my older brother, um, he was the one who really got me into it. Um, he brought home the first comic book I ever read, and he started drawing, and I picked it up from him. Um, you know, they were the first three. And then, you know, after I um, got married and had kids, um, it was just a hobby until then. And as the family started to get bigger, I decided, you know what, it's time to do this for real now. They've been my inspiration too, because I do it for them. You know, eventually, you know, my son is into it now, so I feel like eventually he'll take it over. That's awesome, uh, man. That's really cool. Family business. <laughs> Going off that, uh, I just want to ask you, Raymond, is uh, like who would you say in the industry has been like the biggest influence? your comic book career and how has that person kind of helped shape or change your work well i you know i grew up during the um the image revolution basically when, when image first came out like i was maybe around 13 or 14. so um seeing all these new characters you know that wasn't spider-man or batman or superman was you know it was cool to see some of the top artists doing new characters that no one had ever seen. So, um, you know, um, I think as far as artists, I think my favorite was all what was Mark Baggett. And um, he did Ultimate Spider-Man, I think, New one a long time ago. Um, just artists like you know, Ron Franz, who used to do Thor, um, M.D. Bright, that did Icon from Milestone Comics. Um, even Eric Larson, a lot of people don't give Eric Larson credit, but um, well, I wasn't a fan of his style in the beginning, but to see him do the Savage Dragon book for so many years, you know, it's like, that's what I want to do with Fierce. Like, I want to, you know, I think he's in the 200, 250s at least by now. And I mean, he's still going, so that, that's my goal. Yep. Wow. So when you're creating your comics, what do you do to recharge your creative batteries? Um, a lot of times, you know, like you mentioned Ruben, I, you know, I talk with some of my um, fellow creators like Ruben, um, I write to Gabriel Smith, um, working with a few other artists now like Emmett Romaine and Clifton Hatchet. Um, you know, it's you know, I kind of talk with them, and like they can kind of go, well, here's the character you can work on, and 
or just shoot ideas to each other. If all else fails, I throw in a superhero movie and just start sketching. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, pretty much. So going off that, you know, so you're talking about how you, you know, recharge your battery. What goes into your typical day of work for you? Like, say you're about to sit down to create, like, what's, if can you describe like a typical, uh, your typical work routine? Well, usually for me, the hardest thing is finding time to do it. So I feel like if I got time to draw something, I have to do something that basically that's going to, I'm going to use. Like it's either going to be a poster or a page in an issue I'm working on. Like not of just random sketching anymore. It's like an hour or two. To, I, I try and make it something um, useful, something I'm going to use, like a poster or a cover. Maybe a page in the next issue that I'm working on. So, you know, it's usually hard to find time when I draw stuff. It's usually late at night or on the weekend. So, I try and make sure if I do have the time, it. Just going through like artists and writers, they all have different things they use when they create their comics. I just wanted to go over like what tools you use. Like, do you write, do you sketch it first and do digitally, or do you do digitally at all? Or. You do it solely digitally. Just want to get an idea of what, how you go through your process, uh, what tools you use in your process to create uh, comics. Yes, I, I do a little of both. Um, I still have pages, uh, but um, you know, I kind of in the middle of first one, I transitioned into inking digitally, so I'm still a little of both. Like just drawing on the pad just feels a little weird now, um, so I still do that by hand. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I just don't have the patience to draw on a tablet yet. So what element of your work gives you the most personal satisfaction? I enjoy doing the artwork, the drawing, um, because in the beginning I had all the writing, the ink, and the coloring, everything. And um, But now that I have a team, I don't have to about trying to be a writer now you know just focus on the artwork um going off that raymond i'm sorry about that uh what has been the most rewarding project of your professional career whether it's been in comics or you know outside of comics um i would say my, my fierce one the, the revision fierce issue one the one i sent you the pictures of yes because First time I did Fierce in 08, like I was just saying, I was trying to handle all aspects of it by myself. And I was proud of the book, but it wasn't what I envisioned. Um, it wasn't as professional looking as I wanted it to be. So um, once we built our team and got everyone involved, when the new Fierce One came out, it was exactly how I pretty much imagined it, you know, um, the colors, the inks, everything, you know, I don't, it's not perfect, I won't say that, because you can always, as an artist, you always find things that can do better, but, you know, I, I think it was as close to what I envisioned years ago. All right, Raymond, um, I, I want to ask you, like, for... Showing off the fact, like getting that, your that how you were so ecstatic when you got the issue one. What would you give advice for a newcomer who's just trying to get their first like issue, their first comic out there? They're just trying to get their break in the industry. 
Like what? Like advice? Did you get? I would say um, keep continuing to work on it. Um, I mean, the only way you're going to know is if you actually do it and put it out. So um, don't let anybody discourage you from doing it. Because, you know, for me, it's kind of like, okay, it is now, now or never, basically. And then once I put it out, other opportunities started coming my way. So, you know, if you never put your work out, I don't know why you ever see it. Um, so once you get it out there, you'll be surprised. But, um, I've done children books now. I've had comments a lot of people. So none of that would ever happen with that first book out. The last question, or last question, not last routine question. Time to get, oh, sorry. What's the most <laughs> important big idea that you've learned in life in or out of comics, and why is it important? Uh, not to give up. You know, anything you want to do, you can do it. Just, just keep trying. I mean, my dream was to draw comic books. And, you know, some people say, well, that don't be crazy. Why? You know, that's your dream, but I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do, so I did it. So, and I continue <laughs> to do it until physically unable to do it anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. <clears throat> see, you got another question? Uh, well, I didn't have one, but now I always go, like, my other question is I always like to ask the... Um, What's something outside of comics, like a like a story that you really appreciate? Like it could be a TV show, book, uh, movie. Um, is anything other? What's like a story that you really appreciate that's not a comic book story? Um, let me think. Okay, I'm gonna go movie. Um, you're on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Fire off! All the all the things suck. Comic books forever. I, I'll go um one of the directors. I'll go Spike Lee. Mm. Uh, usually some of his movies, like, you know, they're not comic movies or action-type movies. Um, I usually enjoy the stories, and um, it's just something about the way he would do his movies. And even um, one of the more recent ones, you know, when, when he did Inside Man, one I watched not too long ago, um, it wasn't his normal type of movie but it was still good because it still had things in it that was like okay i can tell this is a spike lee film so uh, i would say some i would say his movies usually stand out to me okay okay so he definitely is a, a a name we all recognize and he's, he's unique and different things and something i think we all can appreciate like being something different right right oh yeah um if nobody has any i have one uh last question real quick um raymond so where do you see your characters going these characters you've created i i remember in the beginning you said you wanted your son to kind of take over but where do you see your characters going like how what is the effect like we just got we just got black panther you know the black panther movie and we see what that you know how that makes people feel you know how black lightning makes people feel what do you want Pierce, do you want Pierce to have that kind of impact culturally at some point? Yes, I would. Um, um, the goal was always to get the book started and 
lead into other things. Mm-hmm. I really could see as like an animated series, um, movies, toys. If if that came, I'd be happy. If it don't, you know, I'm still going to be doing the books regardless. Right. But um, as like a really like an animated series, I think would be good for the character. Um, you had Ruben on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a while back, and one of the things about was like bringing back the Saturday morning cartoons. Like, you know, it would be cool to have like a Black Patrol fierce hour of cartoons on Saturday mornings where <laughs> kids can get up and watch our characters for about an hour. You're going to need a crossover soon. And, and not, and not keep the new stack shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, you coming and agreeing to do this interview with us. And I appreciate, you know, you sticking through because this is a, this is a very interesting one. I appreciate you sticking through this one and um, I appreciate all the answers you gave and the realism you gave, you know, how, how real your answers felt and how everything like kind of felt personal. Um, uh, oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, and anytime, anytime you feel like you want to come back and do, you know, do this or give us an update, especially if you've read Invincible. Uh, just go ahead and give us a shout out. Uh, shout. You just want to talk about Invincible. Too. I really do. I really do. <laughs> but you know, anytime, anytime you feel like you want to come back, just give us a shout, and we will definitely be glad to have you back on. Um. Oh. Oh. All one right. more. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Raymond did say, however, you know, we we've been talking behind the scenes, and he has, or he is sending a signed comic book, um, a signed copy of Fierce, which I will. Uh, 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 be given out to a lucky, lucky listener. I can't wait to get it. And um, like I've said already, I said in the beginning, I will be reviewing all the books that we're getting because I am also getting each and every one of the books that you know are from all these creators. So I am getting those, you know, for myself. Yeah, most but books we all, uh, everyone else just gets to like, <laughs> over here. Being like, That's cool for you, Mo. <laughs> These Wonderful. books are going to lucky listeners, Ziggy. It's okay. They're not for me. But um, yes. Uh, <laughs> so when when those come in, I'll be glad to let you guys know how you can get them, how you can win them. Um, anything else you want to say, Raymond? Before uh, any, you know, actually, you know, where can we find you on the internet? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, website. Yes, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, it's Raymond Sanders. Um, Instagram is Fantasy Art Studios. Um, have a blog spot. It's um, www.fantasyartcomics.blogspot.com. And the uh, Fantasy Art Comics website will be up. Um, hopefully in the next month or two. And it'll be www.fantasyartcomics.com. Fantastic. If you guys didn't catch all of that, don't worry about it. As always, I will have it down for you in the description bar, uh, description box below. I want to thank my uh, panel, Ziggy, and I want to thank Brianna, you know, who gave us that very wonderful Wonder Woman uh, recommendation and like <laughs> <laughs> told us how much she loved it. Was it astounding? It was pure poetry. I mean, <laughs> it was the best thing I've ever heard about Wonder Woman ever. But yes, yes, thank you very much. Thank you guys for coming. Huh? <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> we will catch <laughs> we will definitely be catch you on the next show. one um, actually you know before we go before we go yes 
You can listen to this podcast like you've listened to everyone else on YouTube because I'm going to have it up on YouTube. Again, I'm going to have all the artwork that Raymond has sent because he sent some beautiful artwork that I've got to see. And I've got to, you know, pique my interest and say, hey, I really want this comic book. So I'm pretty sure once you guys see it, you guys are going to want to see what this book is about. I am. Um, you can actually listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, TuneIn. I'm forgetting something. But anywhere else you can find podcasts, we're probably there. Earth 2 Comic Cast is what you're going to search. Um, the website is earth2cc.com. This episode is going to be posted up there along with all the artwork. So I'm giving you guys every way possible to see the artwork. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you, people. We will catch you on the next one. How hard we try, we work for this. Oh, you don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. We'll catch you on the next one. You guys have a good night. Peace.